Blog Talk Radio. Also, 
we're more and more inclined to increase our business and increase our income because Taurus rules those things. But Taurus is not only about money. Taurus is about everything that we value. So if we value friendship, if we value love, if we value, you know, loyalty and, and all kinds of certain uh, elements of integrity and things like that, those things will increase for us as Jupiter and Venus become more conjunct. That's what that's called. It means they're getting closer and closer to being in the exact same spot. So I want to welcome everybody to the show. Remember, it's a call-in show, and anybody who'd like a reading tonight, you call in to 213-943-3395. Jupiter, big, right? It's the biggest planet out there, so it totally makes sense that it's all about expansion and growth. It is... Um, the planet that it was named after the Greek god Zeus. Jupiter is actually the Roman name for Zeus, and he's sort of like the king of the gods, the big god of all gods, that kind of guy. He, uh, he kind of ruled and sat on top of Mount Olympus in Greece. So anyway, Jupiter was named after him because the biggest planet, and so if we're going to name the planets after the gods, why not name the biggest planet after the biggest dude? So he was um, an interesting god because he ruled thunder and he was kind of very just he ruled everything that happened on the land at the same time he was a sort of noted kind of philanderer and uh his wife hera she was very unhappy with him all the time because he was always cheating and making you know little demigods because he had a thing for the humans so interestingly jupiter rules sagittarius so any people out there who are Sages, if we have any Sages listening, then Jupiter is your ruler. And interestingly, Sag is sort of noted for not being the most loyal. It's kind of interesting in that way because you put Jupiter, this big planet, he wants so many things. You know, he doesn't just want one thing. So necessarily like one person doesn't really suit a Jupiterian experience. We all want this expansive, large energy in our lives, right? Because we all want a bigger income. We all want good luck. Jupiter is the ruler of good luck. Jupiter gives protection and wealth and abundance. And we all want all of those things. Jupiter is, is, is about generosity and benevolence and all kinds of crazy happiness that, that we get when things get like big, big, big. <clears throat> but there are certain things, right, that we don't want. In other words, Jupiter is not really good for dieting or for sobriety because when, when, you're, when you're trying to do those kinds of things, you're trying to cut back. You're trying to restrain yourself. We're going to talk more about that next week because that's under the rulership of Saturn. But tonight, it's just big. How big can you guys get? How big can you visualize? Because Jupiter says, oh, there's nothing but linear growth. Just linear growth. It's up, up, up. How big can you be? How big can you visualize? Can you visualize so much money in your bank account? Can you visualize so much love in your life? Can you visualize some true friends, some true friendship, some true values? So you want to go and you want to get something a little bit more for yourself? You can do that under a Jupiter influence. Right now we have a really good one, especially with Jupiter and Taurus. So I say, you know, you look individually inside of your own self. You look at where is Jupiter in your obviously. 
I have Jupiter and Aquarius in the third house. Makes me, you know, friendly because Aquarius rules friendship, and so Jupiter and Aquarius, sort of like a high ideals kind of energy for me. And the third house is about Gemini, so it makes me talkative. If you didn't know that, I can be talkative. And Jupiter in the third house is a talkative aspect because it brings largeness to whatever part of the chart it touches. The um, the the idea that um, we want to have expansion and good luck, the idea that we want to have linear growth, of course, is impossible. Nobody can start a business or start a marriage or whatever and not have its ups and downs. But we love those up cycles. You know, we love the times when we're like, all right, you know what? Now I've been in a little bit of a down cycle. Now I can see that things are getting better with my girl or my guy. Now I can see that things are getting better in my business. You know what? I'm going to grab the reins of that, and I'm going to ride it as high as I can. Jupiter can do things like bring you a more substantial relationship, deepen your existing relationship, make it larger, larger publicly, larger privately. It could increase your sex life if you wanted to. It's all about putting your energy towards how would I like to grow, which if anybody knows me knows that that's a major theme of all of the different things I talk about because my belief is that inner growth especially, which is a reflection of outer growth, but inner growth especially is a key to one of the reasons why we're here. And even inner growth is governed by a Jupiterian principle. Jupiter says, how deeply can you grow on the inside? How deeply can you grow? There are other functions of that. Obviously, you want to be able to be honest, break it down, communicate with yourself. All, all the planets combine in, 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 a, in a communicative way when we're doing inner growth. But growth in general, the concept of growth on any level, outwardly or inwardly, is always dependent upon Jupiter and the energy that it brings into your life and into your chart. I like in astrology the way that I can look at someone's chart and I can say, okay, this is the way that you're going to expand. See, for me in the third house, every time I have a Jupiter return, which happens about every 11 and a half years, I go back to school or I do some kind of teaching. <clears throat> That's because the third house is about communication and learning, and I have Jupiter in the third. So it often brings me a new group of friends. Jupiter brings me friendships because it's in Aquarius. But then it also has a tendency to um, focus me on communication because of the third house. Somebody who has naturally, let's say, Jupiter in Sagittarius, I know somebody with Jupiter and Sag, I was just working with them. They travel a lot because Sagittarius itself rules travel. They're very involved in philosophy. They're very involved in cross-cultural study. They're very good with language because they they're expand. As a matter of fact, uh, this particular person, Jupiter and Sag, speaks already three languages fluently and just studies language constantly because it's a part of the way in which they grow. Growth. That's really one of the biggest themes of the night. And again, Jupiter is focused on grow, 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 which is not possible to do. But we can imagine that it is tonight because we're talking about 
growing from the perspective of expansion. How do you push your boundaries out? How do you say, okay, this is where I was comfortable. This is where I was comfortable. I was comfortable making this much money this year, or I was comfortable seeing these many friends in a given year. I'm comfortable having this many friends. or comfortable, um, you know, like with this way of dating that I've been dating on the Internet, but, you know, there's a speed dating group in town, but I'm terrified to go there. But I'm going to push that boundary because I'm going to expand my opportunity. I'm going to expand my opportunity, my opportunity to grow, my opportunity to push my boundary a little bit farther out. Now, it makes us a little scared. We get a little scared to say, like, really, I'm going to push my boundary out a little further? Yeah, why not? Why not? Everything that grows does, right? Even Jupiter itself, which has got such a huge gravitational pull, is pulling in oxygen and helium and all that, you know, and and hydrogen that's free-floating out there in the atmosphere. And it's getting bigger itself. I mean, even Jupiter itself is getting bigger. But think about something a little more tangible like a tree. You know that the trunk gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And the reason is because growth is about expansion and pushing out our boundaries. I think it's interesting that we love this function, right? We we all love it. We all want that. We all want more, you know? We all want more. And one of the things about expanding your boundaries or growing or whatever is that it can be translated in some way into more. We could say like, oh, uh, I want more. Therefore, that's what you're really talking about. You're talking about wanting more. Yeah, I am talking about wanting more, and we want more because of a sense of creativity, which is why Jupiter is linked to Sagittarius, and Sagittarius is a fire sign. Fire signs are connected to to our desire to create creative expansion into the world. Fire signs are... um, you know, the ones that are coming up with creative input, the ones that are saying like, oh, I want to create, I want to do something new, I have an impulse, I feel motivated, I have a vision. <clears throat> and the Sagittarian fire is very high-minded. It's, it's, not, um, it's not really almost like a personal creativity. It's what could I create for the world, you know? How, what's my creative experience of, of everybody, So it's this really broad, big, expansive kind of creativity, which is why it's the biggest more that there is. It's not just, oh, I want to have more money in my wallet, so I'll run down to the ATM and get some. Or I want to have more money in your wallet, so I'll run down to the ATM and, you know, I'll... I'll get some money and I'll give it to you. This is more like I want everybody to have more money, so I'm going to go and I'm going to become like a philanthropist, you know, something like uh, a real philanthropic, a uh, Bill Gates, or you know, people these people that give away tremendous amounts of money and time into the world are doing the hugest aspect of more, the hugest aspect of giving of themselves and creating in the world and sharing their expansion, the fact that they were able to expand themselves personally that large, then they were able to do it back to 
everybody else. This is a part of the growing that we're talking about. This is a part of the the pushing back your boundaries and and seeing if you can take on uh, a little more. So you're listening to Inside Connection Radio on Blog Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Craig Martin. You can find me on the internet at lahealer.com, and it's a call-in show, 213-943-3395. Hello, you're on the air with me. It's Inside Connection. Hi, Dr. Craig. This is Candy. Candy. How are you, honey? I'm good. How are you? Really good. Really good. What do you want to say to me tonight? Listen and support your show. I'm so excited for you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Have you been enjoying it? I have been. I love hearing you talk and I always learn something new. Right. I'm pulling up your chart. You know that. (laughs) (laughs) You do have my chart. Oh, I do. So I get my little reminder. July 8th. (laughs) Right? July 8th, Franklin, Indiana. Mm -hmm. Is that right? That's correct. Oh, wow. You're in a very special spot right now, especially tonight, because Jupiter, Jupiter is perfect. We're talking about Jupiter. Jupiter is at 7 degrees Taurus. And if you know your chart at all, you have Moon at 7 degrees Taurus and Saturn at 7 degrees Taurus. It's really very good, Candy. You looking for a relationship? I, I'm actually kind of in one. Just Are you? Something. It's turning yeah. out to be really great. Oh, my gosh, it's a really, really, really good time for you to get involved with someone because in your chart, Sagittarius is the cusp of your house of relationships. And so Jupiter rules your house of relationships, and now it's conjunct your moon, and so you're feeling very emotionally secure. It's a very secure, very friendly-based relationship that has a lot of nurturing. Does he have money? He makes a decent living. We're working on the money part. We're working on the money. You're cute. I love it. (laughs) Only because we're talking about Taurus. That's the only reason why I bring that up. So a relationship for you that's born under Jupiter and Taurus, conjunct your moon and Taurus, is a relationship where there's a possibility for you to be able to create really good income for yourself, for you to be able to, you know, really bring a substantial amount of money into the relationship because it's, like I say, born under. This is when you look at astrology, like the relationship is beginning. So it has Mm -hmm. a birth chart, like all things do have a birth chart. If you start a business, if you launch a website, you know, everything has a beginning, right? That beginning is, is is a birth chart moment, so interestingly, um, yours is born under Jupiter and Taurus, very loyal, uh, benevolent sign. Also, I want to tell you that you have Neptune really making an interesting aspect to your Venus. <laughs> does he make you laugh? <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> very important for you. Sorry to be coughing there. Very important for you. So tell me a little more. Go ahead. (laughs) Well, you know, I I have to say that he's probably treating me better than anybody else in my entire life, and that includes family. He's completely amazing. And um, I I, I am enjoying um, 
you know, first is, you know, you have to learn to like yourself. And uh, for a long time, I didn't know how to do that. So I spent the last six years single, and I've really worked on me. And, and I think it's paid off in this relationship that's coming to fruition right now. That's great. That's really good to hear. Like I said, it's, it also has a Venus transit that's a part of it. And um, <clears throat> that Venus transit is, uh, is, is a very sort of transcendent, experience for you it's almost like wow where did you come from you know you're, you're, well, you know, like, where did you come from like i might have thought that you existed but i'm actually really a little startled that you actually do that's exactly and, how that, i feel and that's kind of nice i think that's really kind of nice yeah it is it's, yeah. it's pretty wonderful yeah well god bless good for you it's always really good to talk to you you know thank you I, yeah uh, i'm really i'm um I'm, I'm so honored when i saw you log in i was like oh fantastic Aww. candy's here and you know i'm just it's such Aww. a joy to have That's you on the show because i know he would love to come on he loved when you were on our show uh-huh so I I, uh, I just have to re- uh, send him a reminder that you're on because I know that he would like to show up in your chat room. Every Thursday here. night at 8 p.m. 8 p.m. Pacific. Listen, I have somebody who's holding right behind okay. you. Can I take them and say hello? Absolutely. Okay. I'll talk to you soon, honey. Okay, hon. I'll just Bye-bye. listen on air if you don't mind. Bye. Hi, 718. It's Dr. Craig. You're on the Inside Connection Radio. Hey, Dr. Craig, it's Parker. Parker, how are you? <laughs> I'm good, I'm good. Have you been listening long? Uh, since Yeah, since you were like since two minutes beginning. in. Awesome, how are you? Oh, I'm pretty good. Do you I'm want me to look good. at your I'm chart? Too... Do you want me to look at your chart? Yeah, that'd be cool. It's I been will, a long of time. Course. It'd of be course. fun. But I'm feeling that same. Um, I, I looked at my chart already, and I and I see that I have Jupiter in the third, just like you, and um, and it makes sense with me because I'm in school. I mean, I'm like in the long, I'm in the home stretch right now. I'm in my senior year. So. Right. Hello. You do mm-hmm. have Jupiter in the third in Virgo. Yeah, and you've had Neptune in opposition to all of that, so it hasn't always been an easy road. You know, it hasn't always been an easy road. I think what's really awesome, again, in your chart, and back to a similar thing when I was just talking with Candy, is that Jupiter is in Taurus, and so it's going through your 11th house, and you have uh, two major planets in Taurus, and so this year you're going to see an expansion of friendship and an expansion of really good friends and values and communication, and that's one of the things that's really going to stand out for you this year is that you're going to have, like, an increase in communication with friends and, you know, possibly even a friend with money. And always money comes up with Taurus, but Jupiter and Taurus is excellent for Tauruses. And possibly even a friend with money who, you know, would like to, like, do something with you. Um, Part of that could be move in with you because Mercury is the ruler of your fourth house, so there might be a really good opportunity to create a housing situation uh, with a friend um, who might have some money. And the other thing is also, like, creative and artistic endeavors because Mercury is also the ruler of your twelfth because your twelfth house has Gemini on it. So um, it rules Virgo, so that's your, your, your home life and it rules Gemini which has to do with your um, 
energies that are coming out of your unconscious, cre- creative, imaginative energies. If you're also feeling a little mediumistic, a little psychic, it has to do with the fact that it's expanding your sensitive perception into the world. So um, that's a part of that. There's your little mini reading. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I think that's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, those are the things that just jump out, you know, and and basically, uh, certainly on the radio show, my my intention is to just, you know, like say hello to people and give them a little thing about getting a reading and and how how astrology can help them understand themselves better. And I know, uh, I hope I can say out loud that you've worked with me privately, and so you and I have the experience of actually, you know, really getting into it a little bit, and that's, um, that's also kind of a fun thing to do. Well, it's absolutely helpful, and thank you so much. Yeah, I look forward to talking to you again soon. It's really awesome to have you on the show. Me too. Any other questions? Have a good show. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I've been really (laughs) enjoying it. And do you have any other questions you want to ask me right now? Because I normally would ask that. Yeah, go ahead. No, not really. Anything in particular? Well, okay, okay. Since uh, Jupiter's in, Tor- in Taurus, yeah. What, what is the, what's a general? And I'm a Taurus. What's a general Taurus? What does this mean generally for Tauruses out there? Oh, well, I would say increased increased money, increased you know? income. All right, increased income. Yeah, in you in particular, it's in the 11th house, so it's definitely going to have to do with increased connections to friends. And cool. you have a lot of value for your friendships. We use value as another key word for Taurus because one of the things that people value is money, which is why Taurus is connected to money. But there's certainly more things than just money that people value, right? They, you know, right. they value friendship and love and loyalty and um, dependability and, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, family and you know, all kinds of things that can that also fit under a Taurus umbrella. Uh, it's not just about money, but but I would say the general thing because we have a generalized value for money. Most people want money. Um, so that they can, you know, live their lives and and be comfortable because Taurus rules comfort. So that's also another level of what I think Tauruses can expect is some level of comfort, sensuality. It does depend upon which planets are in Taurus. You have sun in Taurus, and so for Tauruses, there's an identification with um, your personal values, your personal bank account, um, and also uh, beauty, art, sensuality. Those things are also, I would say, right underneath the sense of money and value. So beauty, because people value beauty, and um, <clears throat> Taurus is ruled um, by Venus. So the um, the idea there is that love and beauty aesthetics, you know, so, oh, I was saying before at the very beginning of the show, you pay attention to the two stars that are in the West as they're setting because they're going to continue to get closer and closer together. And mm-hmm. uh, it's a phenomenal opportunity for you in particular because as they get closer and closer, this is like a timing device for you for art and beauty and uh, sensuality, like experiences of good food and good wine and a good massage. And all of that is really possible for you right now. Just reaching out into the world in a sensual way. All right. I think I can do that. <laughs> awesome. 
Well, it was great talking it's to you. It's great to talk to you, too. All right. I'll Bye. talk to you soon, hon. Bye-bye. That was great. I love to somebody blast from the past a bit. Not not too far in the past, but that was really nice to uh to chat with her um live on the show. Once again, I'm Dr. Craig Martin. You're listening to Inside Connection Radio and I'm on the air live from Los Angeles where we're having the most awesome evening tonight. It was beautiful today in the uh, low 60s and just absolutely like one of those stunning clear days so that when the sun went down tonight, Venus and Jupiter looked amazing. And we have a black and white cookie moon up there at the midheaven right at the noon spot. Black and white cookie. I love calling it that. That's the half moon, which means that the the sun is in Pisces and the moon is in Gemini because Pisces and Gemini are square. So the um the energy between the sun and the moon right now is not easy. It's a little it's a little bit of a difficult energy between the sun and the moon right now where um Pisces makes it a little unclear in communication. You know, uh, the reason that Pi- that Pisces and Gemini are square, which means they're not really compatible, is because Gemini is a very straight shooting kind of energy. It's witty and, you know, it likes to talk and it's funny and it, it likes things to be like, you know, spoken the way they are, truthful, clear, um, just, you know, put it out there. And Pisces is um you know very sensitive emotional involved in in you know the mystical and and the the world that's not about words <laughs> gemini is all about words pisces is not about words at all as a matter of fact pisces would rather play the violin or recite poetry or paint or sculpt to get your hands in clay or whatever in order to be able to express itself and gemini really wants to express itself with words so point I'm making is that right now we do have a little bit of difficulty with this Gemini moon and the expressing ourselves in words can definitely be muddied by the Piscean energy and and people might not really hear our words correctly or we might not be able to get the words out that we actually want to get out. It only lasts for a day. It's going to be over by tomorrow but um, I feel like on the Inside Connection, we're really able to use that energy because the show is obviously about words and language. I'm talking, you're listening, but it's also about something mediumistic. So we're tapping into a uh, another worldly energy, astrology, mysticism, the higher mind, the collective unconscious, all of those things that are ruled by Pisces. And so there is a possibility to integrate. As a matter of fact, in people's charts, if a, if a baby were being born right now with um, Gemini Moon and Pisces Sun, you, they would have this little conflict inside of them. But as they grew older, they would learn to integrate their desire to be funny with their perception of the collective unconscious. They would be able to bring communication out into the open about mediumistic, psychic, artistic phenomenon. They they might actually be incredibly good at poetry or acting or something where you have to use language, but you also have to create some kind of a um, uh, 
fantasy or illusion. I'm using those words kind of lightly um, because Pisces is not just about illusions, but it does have to do with bringing the energy out from an interpretive, that's what I, you know, an interpretation, not something literal. And of course, I think acting fits with that. So, um, Music does too, but with the Gemini moon, it's going to be a lot more about language. Perhaps a fantasy author, right? They, you know, that what, what what we have tonight, we would all be able to author um, a little uh, fic- fiction short story tonight that would be quite interesting and quite good. Got someone on the switchboard? Area Hi. code eight, area code eight one eight. You're on the inside connection. Dr. Craig, hi. It's a former client. I'm still a client. <laughs> Who is it? It's Tamara. I saw your um, post on Facebook, and I had to call. Well, that's great. How are you tonight? Uh, good. I've been enjoying listening to you. Great. That's awesome. Yeah, I, um, I, um, yeah I started this show a couple of months ago, and I've been doing... Um, a little short readings, nothing I don't think really too complicated on the air, but obviously not too personal, and just give people an overview, and it's actually been really nice, been really well received. I'm I'm actually very excited, and I, I will get into probably some other topics, but I thought that I would start off my first shows by talking about the planets, which is Great. why, you know, like tonight we're up to, but the rest of them are archived, if you're interested in all. As a matter of fact, the very first show I did... Uh, probably it was early February or January, was um, was the 2012 show. I called it 2012 New Beginning, and I outlined all the transits for 2012 and the way that they were going to affect us individually. So right. that show, which is archived, um, I thought uh, was particularly insightful. I mean, I really actually enjoyed the look i i don't normally do that i don't normally go through uh you know a whole year's worth of transits and say like wow these are the transits that 2012 represents and what are the energies behind them so if you're interested in a good show i would refer you to maybe listen to that as a matter of fact i didn't take any callers on that show because i was outlining the um the transits for the year and so it is just me um, giving a kind of interesting look on 2012 and the way that we can use it to transform ourselves. As a matter of fact, yeah. Mars is actually still retrograde, which is very weird because we have a very long retrograde Mars. It went retrograde in January, and it's still retrograde, and it's going to be retrograde until like April the 13th. So it's still retrograde for like another six weeks, and for so many people, it's so hard to get some to get to get things done, to get things off the ground. You know. Mm-hmm. So tell me how you are. I'm great. You know, uh, your last reading for me was a while ago, and it was quite profound. So I thought maybe I'd take this opportunity to call in and get a mini little That's reading. Sweet. Sure, <laughs> absolutely. Let me bring your chart up, and I'll take a look at it. Um. 718, right? Right. Okay. Um, well, you're having actually a trine to your moon tonight. Because, oh, wow, you're having a trine to your moon and a trine to your Venus, which is really nice. You naturally in your chart have um, Venus at 7 degrees Virgo and the moon mm-hmm. at 7 degrees Capricorn. 
So, as I said in the beginning with my first caller, Jupiter is at seven degrees Taurus. And that kind of activates what I would think of as maybe like a grand shrine in your chart. So if you've met anyone, if you're, you know, if if you if you're have an opportunity to go out, that could be very good for you right now. Um, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> love relationship that would start at this time would be a very good one. Now is this just yeah. for a few days, or is it for huh? maybe? Yeah, it lasts for? for at least a week. Oh, great. <laughs> Sorry, my cough there a little. I talk so much. Um, so, um, yeah, no, and it's that's not the only thing that um, that this transit can manifest for you because it can also be about creative projects and it can also be about work and the work-related environment because you have moon and Capricorn and Capricorn at the midheaven. So... Um, and also, you have to remember that a trine is a very gentle energy. It doesn't usually, like, you know, force something through. It, it, like I said, if you have an opportunity to go out, if you have an opportunity to socialize, the energy is there for there to be a loving environment or meet somebody, um, <clears throat> uh, you know, with a, with a loving energy. That opportunity is there for you. The transit itself is not enough, like I said, to actually force an occurrence because it's a trine and very positive, but it's fairly gentle. You know, it's not, it's, it's a, um, what you call a, um, like a stable positive. It's, it's rather, um, uh, lower energy, whereas some of the other aspects can be much higher energy and they force things to occur. This is the kind of thing where in classical astrology it would say, you know, you have an opportunity. So you're the one with this opportunity that you can go out and maybe make something happen with it. Um, the, the, the energy of the transit itself is not enough to, like, just you know, push through even somebody who might be sluggish and force them to experience something. So positive for business, positive for travel, positive for work, positive for your reputation, positive for creativity, uh, positive for your health because mm-hmm. you have Venus in Virgo. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and Jupiter is about to go into your second house. So later on in the spring and summer, uh, and again, you should you should consider you know coming in for a full reading with me. You'll have Jupiter going into your second house, which will really help your income. That's going to be very positive for um, for finances for you as we go into this year, as you know the year progresses a little more. Right now, it's still early in the first house. Jupiter is still in the first house, so if you're doing anything to change your appearance, highlight your appearance. Uh, work on something personal, uh, balance your own finances or anything like that, um, that's the positive thing because the first house is about our personal identity. You have Jupiter in the first right now. goes into the second house uh, off the top of my head probably in the spring to late spring. It's going to be more of a summer-autumn thing. You're going to see a positive influence in your income. Great. Yeah. It's always good news. (laughs) (laughs) Any questions? No, no, but it's wonderful feedback. Yeah, no, I mean, I I feel like, 
you know, um, you may have had, again, this is something that, you know, for me, especially, in, in, uh, you know, on the air, you had Neptune in opposition to Saturn. This can represent a disillusionment and disappointment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is clearly past now. And pretty definitely much, pretty, huh? I definitely feel that it's past. Yeah, it's past. Because that was a long, drawn-out transit of Neptune in opposition to your Saturn. And it was really all about Neptune being an Aquarius. And it has finally moved into Pisces, and it's going to stay in Pisces. And so um, that disillusionment, whether it was in romance or work or whatever it was in, that is clearly past, and you should now be really putting that behind you. So I feel like there's a real clear good break for that. Saturn is also in your seventh house. It's another really good sign for a committed partnership. Um, but, uh, again, it, uh, that that is just more of a general transit. So you want to be able to use the energies right now in this year to uh, enhance your finances, feel more stable about your life situation, and be on the lookout for somebody that might be really good for you, positive, maybe mm-hmm. a little bit older. Mm-hmm. All right, hon? Great. Thank you yeah, so really much. Good. It's really good to talk to you. You too. I'll All see right. you soon. Okay. okay. Bye-bye. Bye. That was nice. Nice to hear from some people that um, that I uh, that I know, uh, you know, um, from my private practice, which is fantastic, and I'm really glad to welcome them to uh, to the radio show. This is um, Dr. Craig Martin and the Inside Connection Radio, where there are live readings going on, and you can call into the guest call-in number at 213-943-3395. You can find me on Twitter, and I wish you would, at Astro Healer. You can also find me on Facebook as Dr. Craig, that's spelled out, Dr. Craig, and um, my website, for anyone that might be interested in finding out more about me and my work on the Internet, is lahealer.com. Um, a little bit back to Jupiter is where I feel like going, because certainly for me, it's 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 been a big show. I know as I got a little bit psyched up for the energy earlier this evening, I was like, wow, you know, this is... Um, this is such a, an expansive kind of energy to take on. It's such a it's such a big energy, and sometimes it's a little hard to contain. Um, it reminds me of the word enthusiasm, and this is a very interesting connection, I think, with Jupiter and Sagittarius in the ninth house, because the Sagittarius is the natural ruler of the ninth, which is the house of philosophy, the house of God, actually, and. Expansion, motivation, growing, we have to feel enthusiastic, right? And there's a word, entheistic, and entheism, and we know that theism is God, theology is like the study of religion or God, and entheistic is God on the inside, inside of us. And it's the root of the word, enthusiasm. And when we're feeling enthusiastic, it's actually a God energy within us. So Jupiter, as it relates to Sagittarius, as it relates to the ninth house, philosophy, religion, and the house of God, they call it, in astrology, it's very important to remember that 
that energy, whatever it is that you want to call it, that God energy, is enthusiastic about you. about you and your ability to create and your potential and that your enthusiasm about your own life and about life in general is a deep reflection of the enthusiasm that the creative force has for you and for all of life that your your personal destiny your personal um, uh, function what it is that you are here to accomplish is accomplished by an enthusiastic energy that moves through you. Enthusiasm, meaning inside there is God. Inside there is motivation. And again, God, you know that word. I don't mean for that word to alienate anybody, but it is the creative force that holds together all of the universe. So, <laughs> I hope it doesn't alienate anybody. <laughs> um Call it whatever you like. You know, you can call it an innate intelligence. You can call it uh, the great mystery like the Native Americans do. You can call it God. You know, whatever you call it, it's a, it's a, it's a powerful force that permeates everything, living and non-living, and it moves. That was interesting. <laughs> that was interesting. I got logged out. Uh, so anyway, I'm back. <laughs> yes, you all lost sound because it logged me out. And it must have been so big. The show must have been so big that I blew myself <laughs> off of the airwaves. So um, I see it's dropping some other callers too. And I'm sorry about that. I know you guys have been on the show, and it's telling me that a certain number of calls have been dropped. It dropped me also, and I think that was a bad function of blog talk. Yes, Joe Casey, absolutely. Phew, we are back. We are back. We are back live. I am Dr. Craig Martin. You're listening to the Inside Connection, and I was talking about how we remain enthusiastic. Thank you, Candy. I see you're telling me it sometimes happens. That's fine. I'm not going to let it drop the ball because the idea here is that we need to feel so good about ourselves in order to be able to make that expansion happen and in order to be able to push our boundaries, you know? Um, on one other note about Jupiter, it can rule over indulgence because it certainly doesn't know when enough is enough. <laughs> Um, and that's one thing we always have to watch out for. Negative Jupiter transits are always about overindulgence because we want to grow. And, you know, what we don't want to do is we don't want to grow in places where we don't want to grow, right? Like like maybe like our weight or like we, we certainly don't want to grow negative attitudes, you know, that, that kind of thing. So... If we, if we, let's say we're angry or we swear too much or whatever, we certainly don't want to have a Jupiter experience of swearing and then overindulge in that or anything like that. You know, anything more negative. That's the only sort of heavier, darker side of Jupiter is that it can create an overindulgence. And uh, but besides that, everyone is always courting Jupiter energy in our lives because we're always asking the universe for things to get bigger. 
um, and for for there to be a sort of greatness in our lives. And Jupiter does bring that, you know, that the the uh, the rulerships that it governs and the processes that it that it um, encompasses in our lives are are always about making our lives a larger expression of who we are. The um, the the creativity that's behind that is the key word there is expression. How are you expressing yourself in your life, and don't you want to make it bigger? You know, like if you read, oh, if you say like, okay, I've done that. At each point in our lives, isn't it important for us to say? What do I want to do now? How am I going to grow now? What am I going to do with the next year, or the next five years, or whatever, the next 20 years? You know, What am I going to do that's going to create meaning in my life? That's what you're going to be enthusiastic about, and that's what you're going to put your time towards. It's, it's, it's irrelative what it is. It just has to be meaningful to you. It has to be motivational to you. So... I think it's important to know that while we have a Saturnian energy, which we're going to talk about next week, and that can often, I think, make us feel a little heavier and make it a little bit more difficult to move forward. And next week on on next week's show, I'm actually going to talk about how can we take the Saturnian energy, which is the opposite of Jupiter. It's the energy of constriction and focus. That energy actually really is good for something like a diet because it restrains you. But people really don't like Saturnian energy in their lives because they don't like to feel restrained. You know, we sort of want unbridled freedom and unbridled growth. You know, so we're going to talk next week about how to actually take that energy of focus and restraint and make it work for you. How you can actually unite Saturnian energy with Jupiterian energy so that you get a certain kind of stable growth that actually is more lasting, you know, like um, like you say a tree compared to maybe like a, a garden weed or something like that, whereas the weed is really unchecked growth with no restraint. You know, it just shoots up and blooms and boom, and it falls over because it's it's got too much weight, and um, by the end of one season, it's done. Whereas a tree, even in a time of um, plentiful sunshine and tons of water, you know, will restrain itself. It will only grow so much. It might grow um, a little more if the, if it's going to be a year of abundant water, but it won't grow so much that it exceeds its ability to handle the growth. Very important, right? With Jupiter energy, you definitely want to be able to say, I want to be able to support and handle the growth that I'm going after. I have certain goal, a certain thing in mind, this is how I want to grow, this is how I want to expand and push my boundaries, how can I do that so that I can handle that, that growth or expansion? How can I do that so that I am able to carry the uh, increased load that's actually going to be a part of... Um, uh, you know, expanding my my uh, my limits. So, you look for your limits. Look at where you come up against in 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 um, in your belief system about what it is that you can handle and what it is that you can take on. And 
push that boundary out a little bit further. It's very important. So unless there are any other questions in the chat room, I'm going to get ready to wrap up here myself in just a little while. But it's been awesome to have um, callers and um, you know people from the practice and uh, Candy. Thank you so much for being on the air with me tonight because I was really honored to have you here as an honored guest for the evening. And um, you know every, everything uh, good, everything good and expansive and growth oriented for all of you. Many blessings, uh, you know, upon you, and um, you know, might all of your goals and dreams for growth and expansion come true. Tonight, I'm actually going to leave you with uh, Peter Gabriel, Sledgehammer. Yeah.